How did you start acting? I was 12 years old and I went to the school for six weeks for summer camp. But you know, I was like acting with the TV set, you know, I was little, I was emoting with Little House in the Prairie. <laughs> Hi, this is Patrick and this is my interview with Parker Posey. On the streets of New York City and at the Knickerbocker, we talked a lot about acceptance, religion, early New York City, her failed attempt to live in Los Angeles. Parker's always been one of my favorite actresses. I've been obsessed with her since House of Yes, and I've watched all of her Hal Hartley films, which we talk about, and uh, Christopher Guest's work. She's just amazing, and now I think she's doing Lost in Space. Here we go. Um, we talk about everything from Jesus to uh, growing up in the South. This is my interview with Parker Posey. What was growing up in the South like? I, um, I got to, you know, when I was two or three, I, like, stepped out of the bathtub and walked two doors down to a neighbor's home and knocked on the door completely naked. It was like, hi. <laughs> that was the South? It was, you know, hiding in the backyard and spying on the old, mean old lady and mm -hmm. climbing trees and... There's lots of freedom. I loved that part of growing up down there. You know, a magnolia tree has like hundred, you know, branches. Just my dad called us the yard apes because we were always climbing trees. So I was the yard apes. The yard apes. So I was, uh, you know, I had a lot of freedom and would just walk around the neighborhood and uh, went to a Catholic school. I did that um, too. You did too. Yeah, they had to go. What did you uh, think about Jesus as a, uh, as a You didn't kid? have a choice. My grandmother used to slide us fives, and then as we get older, tens, and then twenties, just to be like, she would put it in your hand and close your hand mass? and just be like, maybe like, this is good. Wait, yeah. why was she gave you money to? To go to church and just keep her mouth shut. Yeah, just be like, yeah, I like Sunday, so. <laughs> she wanted that normalcy appearance, you know? <laughs> My mom would always be confused, like, why are they acting really good? Because we're getting paid off yeah, right that's now. Good. Yeah, I had a weird complex. I thought because I was adopted, and I learned that young, when they said uh, the whole Jesus story, I was like this. It's me. Yeah. It's me, and I have no proof of a mother. But I really <laughs> went with it for a while. That was like a bad, bad problem. Were you a Jesus Christ superstar fan? Did you ever listen to that? We weren't musical? even allowed to see anything like that in those really? days. We went through the whole suppressed, not suppressed, born again, speaking in tongues, to not doing it at all. And, and then having alcoholics at the house. Yeah, my mom, they couldn't figure out which one they wanted to do. It would be wow. heavy and heavy, then it was like, we don't do that. Then mom's an alcoholic, and we're not doing that. Okay. Yeah, my, my friend, uh, my, my parents were friends with the, with the priest. Mm -hmm. And... Um, we would pray for him and say and, and help and help father handle his job. Yeah. And I thought I was praying for my dad, but it was for the priest who is an alcoholic in the church. There's lots of drinking and yeah. I tested him on the, the communion thing. I had this theory that I would get busted if I told something and I did the uh, I did my confession as a kid and I said I killed someone. And they didn't 
report anything or come after me. So I was like, it's kind of real, the system. Because I, I was like, I wanted to know, are they going to come around and grab me? It's like I just killed someone. And I was a weird kid. And he didn't attack or open the door or anything. Just went with it. So I was like, maybe, there's some, maybe the Catholic thing has some strength. Yeah. So you've been in a million movies. Do you have any that are your favorite? If it's a good experience, it's usually the last one that I did. But sometimes, you know, a good experience on a movie, it means the movie's bad or that it's not going to be as, you know, there's no tension. So usually what you're looking for is something uh, that just has energy and is, is not quite easy. So it's a weird question. It's kind of the same thing of, Oh, did you have fun on that? And you're like, nah, it was my kind of fun. I don't know if it would be your kind of fun. Right. Because it's demanding, right? And it's unusual. And it's, uh, it's, it's absorbing. And I think it, it can demand a lot, you know. I go, I go through a lot when I work. But it's like your life times four or five, you know. It's like you have a story and you kind of walk around with it. And then, then you go to set. What kind of energy do you think is best for creativity? Well, it's good when you have a director that is guiding you into the, you know, that knows the whole story. So you're, he, he's creating, like, the right environment for whatever the world you're supposed to be in. And that's probably, that's the best. That's the real way to work. So you don't realize that you're even, that you're even working. Yes. Like this. Yeah, like this. Exactly. Yeah. You worked with so many good directors. Was there anything that you took away from, from them? Um, like Hartley or any of them? Oh, my God. You know, I just love them. All the directors that I've worked with that I've gotten close to, like Chris Guest and Hal Hartley, Kogonada I just worked with, and that the movie's going to be at Sundance. When someone is talented and human and you're bringing to life the words that they're writing... It's like, it's such, it's such an honor, you know? And I end up really honoring them or, or the story and feel very blessed, right? So, and then it's gone. <laughs> and then they're gone. So it's, it's bittersweet. But I do learn a lot, especially, you know, working with, you know, someone like Woody Allen, who is like a, a real master maestro at the top of his... His writing, his intelligence, his directing, his experience. Mm -hmm. And now, I just heard from Hal. I'm so happy for him. He, he directed something for Amazon, I think. It's not easy to uh, get financing for his movies. Mm -hmm. I bet. And he's the real, you know, he's the real deal. Are you, were you a Hal Hartley fan? Yes. Really? Yes. Great. He's the real deal. What would you say a cult film is to you? A cult film is a film that, that catches on after the cool people liked it, right? And then they turn on the people that didn't quite get it to the movie, you know, or whatever it is. And they kind of show them, you know, what's great about it or what's... Sometimes these movies are camp, you know. They're hidden, you know, like hidden gems. Was it you who was talking about Mystery Science Theater? Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I love it. And do you like shooting people? Yes. 
Very much. Here, you go. I'm going to go shoot you. Don't you think it's weird that they're going to shoot you? <laughs> they're going to shoot you? Yeah. Yes. Or we're going to take your picture? <laughs> so Have you ever thought of that? It's, it's kind of stole, the language, right? stealing. Yeah. Yes. I learned hard on Fairfax with some Hasidics. They, uh, I shot and they just lost their minds. Yeah. That was crazy. They believe that too? Yeah. Beautiful. <laughs> How did you start acting? I auditioned for North Carolina School of the Arts for the ballet school. I was 12 years old and I went to the school for six weeks for summer camp and I didn't get in and I was devastated and my dad called the dean of the school and he said what do I tell my daughter she really wanted to go to your school she's going to be devastated and he said tell her she's an actress and that's how it, it started <laughs> but you know I was I was like acting with the tv set you know I was little I was emoting with little house in the prairie I was <laughs> I was I wanted to be on stage at that point but I was I was embarrassed to I was relieved, but I also knew that that's what I wanted to do. I think you know those things when you're really young. You had an intuition? Know? Yeah, I stared out of windows a lot, <laughs> you know? My teachers, when I, was, when I was little, they would say, I know you're gonna do something different. I was a ham. I was a little entertainer, wanted to make people laugh. And like a cut up in, the, in, in ballet, put gum on my nose and things like that. I'm going to do a word association where I throw out some names and you just give me what comes to mind. <laughs> Comic book movies. Superman. <laughs> French cinema. Marion Cotillard. I think she's so great. Soap operas. Godard. <laughs> That's also like that um, French cinema. I was on As the World Turns. I started out on a soap opera. Jolie. Jolie was, was my was my character's name. Scream three. Yeah, I was scared to do Scream three because uh, I didn't want to be scared all the time. Right. And it was kind of trippy because I was staying at the Chateau Marmont. Uh huh. Which is haunted. And I had just been traveling for like a year and a half in Europe, and I came back, and the Scream masks were like everywhere. This is in 1997, 98, uh -huh. when the scream thing started to, to really hit. And it's such a scary image, that like plastic white, you know, that, that mask. Mm -hmm. And anyway, I was staying at the chateau and I was sitting in my room, just adjusting to the culture, which to me had gotten a lot there's a lot of advertising. The, the commercials have gotten really loud. You know, things just seem really aggressively loud. And anyway, I'm, I'm in my room and I look into the corner of the other room and there's a man sitting in a chair with like a script or something in his lap and he's watching like a Scream movie. <laughs> I was so scared. I was like, this is, I mean, this is, this is why you have 
a psychoanalyst. You know, this is why you <laughs> that call. was the reason. And I'm just like ah, because ah, I have so many synchronicities. You know, like the art really does imitate life, right? Sure. I feel like a lot of what I've been through is kind of dealing with that, you know, surreal kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Louisiana. Louisiana, New Orleans. Have you been to New Orleans? Yes. I love it so much. I could live there. Yeah, my parents, we, we would go there as kids and hang out in the square. The pigeons would uh, rest on my shoulders and feed them popcorn. My parents would drink, my aunt and uncle would drink Bloody Marys at Cafe Montalban and go to the Napoleon House, Preservation Hall. Matt McConaughey. Oh my God. When I arrived on set, uh, I, for days confused. Well, I was doing the soap at the time. I was on As the World Turns, April of my senior year in college. So I didn't have time because I had, a, you know, the soap to do. So, and I wanted to play a bad girl, you know. So we, we were all, it was like the high school we never had. Everyone who was in that, in that movie, it was, it was so, it was so warm and fun and collaborative. Collab. Collab. This is it's a collab. very collab. So I was off doing the soap, and then I, I think I did a day or two, and then I had to go back to New York, and then I came back, and I went into the makeup trailer, and this uh, makeup artist named Gene Black, who is Brad Pitt's makeup artist. Uh-huh. And, and can you imagine being his makeup artist? You just, like, travel around the world. I mean, it's not like he needs a lot of makeup. No. You know? None. She's like, wait till you see McConaughey. Oh my God, you're gonna, you're gonna flip out. Look at this, have you, have you met Matthew? And she showed me a picture of, of Wooderson, a Polaroid. And I was like, that guy, I knew that guy. You know, that is, that's my uncle in 1976. And there was a pool hall scene where Bob Dylan's Hurricane is, is playing, that he walks in, you know, it's that great, and Rick got all the, the rights to do all the music was very important to the movie, as you know. So I just ran to set and I was like, can, can, I, be in the, can I be in the shot, you know? And I, I went up to Matthew and explained my character a little bit. I was like, Darla was, you know, had an older brother who was like tough on her, you know? I, I just saw her as like a, you know, this is her time to really reign and to act out and be this like mean, this mean girl. I went up and introduced myself before they started shooting and I was like sitting outside the pool hall and then he came in and like slapped my ass. He's like, hey, hey darling. Like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and I called my uh, agent and I said, you got to sign this guy. He's going to be a huge movie star. And he didn't. He didn't listen. Yeah. He never do. But it was so, it was so apparent because he was such a, he was such a force, such a star. What's yeah. your relationship to improv? What's my relationship to improv? I had never done it, you know. Um, I went to drama school at SUNY Purchase. There was this, uh, this uh, acting teacher named Sandy Meisner and this technique called the Meisner Technique where you repeat, you know, if I, if I notice, like the first thing I notice about you uh, is your uh, I never understood it. Oh, you know what I've I'm tried. talking about. I've yeah. tried. Yeah, yeah, I still don't get it. Scotty does it. It's like... Yeah. So it's the repetition game. And so you focus it on me, as I say, your clay color coat. And then I'm supposed to do what? And then you say, 
your clay color coat. You, you listen to how I said it. I like your clay colored coat. I like your clay colored coat. Yeah. I like your clay colored coat. 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 I'm trying to find you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We did that for like weeks in acting class, which is, you know, crazy. Redundancy. Yeah, and then, um, and then the, the next part of the game is, oh, you, you like my clay colored coat? And they're like, I like your clay colored coat. And you like my clay. But the point is like to lose thinking and to just, uh, Mimic? just be. To be. Yeah, just to not intellectualize. Not think. So, and I was really bad at at rehearsing for scenes and stuff. So no one wanted to do scenes because I'd wait till the last minute. Uh huh. And uh, yeah, I was always kind of a little embarrassed to do it because I wanted to save it for you know the day. Uh huh. But that was probably my favorite thing in school was to be in that uh, kind of forgetful, in the moment um, place, right? And um, I was young enough when I met Chris Guest to, uh, well first I didn't like Spinal Tap because I didn't like heavy metal music. So when my brother was watching Spinal Tap with his friends and laughing, I was just hearing, you know, music that I didn't, that I wasn't into. So I wasn't, I wasn't a, you know, a, a big fan of Spinal Tap. I didn't, I probably, you know, I just didn't get it. Right, you know? I, right. I didn't like the music, so I never watched the movie. So I got called into LA to, to audition for a recurring part on Murphy Brown. Uh-huh. And the week that I was auditioning for Murphy Brown was the week that I met Chris Guest, and he saw two actors for that role. And we just, like, hung out. So Chris is really, uh, really great at, uh, or his talent, I guess, is is creating that that space to, uh, you know, for the for the character to be really real and to live in that in that part, right? So, that was. Uh, I don't think I could have done it now, though. You know, it's too. It's better to not know when you're when you're doing that stuff. Do you play the mandolin? I learned how to play the mandolin for a for a mighty wind. And I had a great teacher named Barry. Barry Middle, Middledorf, I think. And he came over and, and in my apartment and helped me, helped me learn how to play. And I loved it, you know, I got it. I was like, oh, I see, like a musician needs to go to the instrument to relax and wind down and to be with that instrument. So I got to that point, but, and I, I could like play along to other songs. But I would never like, oh, I'm gonna go, you know, start a band. Like, do you ever get freaked out before you have to go on stage or? Do oh, a take of course. Or a of course, always, always. Uh, you breathe. You know, the older you get, the more, the more you think, right? Mm-hmm. So the more you have to like protect your space mm-hmm. and stay focused. Do you ever go, I'm not going, I'm just not going to do it? No, 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 no. And mainly it's like, we just like focus on someone else and, and, and love that person, you know? Like no matter how nervous your you are. Yeah, you're just like, wow, I get to play this part. I get to bring this to life with you. Mm-hmm. 
and then you don't get so freaked out. And then you get freaked out later, and you're like, I, I, I don't want to watch myself. I don't want to watch. Do you watch your stuff, movies. or you don't? I don't, don't watch like it. to. No, yeah. no. Have There's some seen? movies that I haven't seen. Yeah, have yeah. never seen. Right. Do you have nightmares? You said something about something about nightmares. Did I? Uh huh. I did have a bad dream once, a nightmare while I was doing a play that I was on bed, in my bed, on stage. And um, I just got my, my period, and I was bleeding. I had stigmata mm. on, my, on my hands. <laughs> Sexy. It wasn't a good experience, mm. right? That dream told me that it wasn't like... Meant for you. Yeah, I was I was having a tough time. I was feeling well, really exposed. But I guess like I don't know. Maybe it's a good dream. You know, my friend Michael Marsman, who's a Jungian analyst, he would be able to tell me the mythology of that. You know, maybe he would say like, "Oh, that's actually a really good dream." Yeah. You know, because the blood is like the life. Do you ever do scenes where you have long dolly tracks and you're walking on them, or no? Yeah. I've always wondered about that. Yeah, that's a big deal. When we were doing the Woody Allen movie with you Victoria. Like two miles of all the Dolly Oh, track, oh right? my God, it's so wonderful. Victoria Storaro shot oh, it. He's and he amazing. put the like, dolly down and block all the shots. And he shot Last Tango, maybe, right? Mm hmm. Is he cool? Mm hmm. Storaro, yeah. You've been doing television lately. Do you think like, television is becoming kind of like the independent film market? Um, yeah, I guess. You know, the forms are changing. So uh -huh. now we get things like The Crown or these like series, and, you know, Breaking Bad, and it's a mm -hmm. long form. I, you know, storytelling, which I like. I like The Crown because I would fall asleep every time I'd watch it, like the first four episodes. And <laughs> I like it didn't that you promote it by, I would fall asleep yeah, to it. Yeah, it didn't stress me out. And it's so, the art direction is so beautiful. The acting's incredible, the writing. So I wasn't like, oh my God, I have to watch this, you know? Uh -huh. And because I will, you know, binge watch. Mm -hmm. And I, I know that the binge watching kind of makes me nervous. So now, like, like Stranger Things is supposed to be really good. And my friend David Harbour's in it. I'd love to see him. And Winona's back, and that's amazing. And yeah. let's see it. But I don't want to watch that. I started watching it alone. And I got scared. Mm. I want like the thorn birds to come back, you know, like these long, like, you know, based on a novel. The location is a place we've never seen or never been to. And I think we would see a lot of different types of characters which have been missing, you know, like, mm -hmm. the, like the leading sensitive man. But yeah, those, those men aren't, we haven't seen those men, or women, you know? Mm -hmm. I'm a big fan of the nighttime soap, too, like Dallas. I loved, I right. watched all 13. Who shot jail? Yeah, I watched all 13 episodes. I told you that the other night. Mm -hmm. And uh, I'm hopeful that, um, you know, I'm about to do Lost in Space. Yeah, I was when... obsessed with it as a, as a little girl. And now you yeah. get to be in it. Yeah. When an artist's career spans decades, how do you feel like they stay? Relevant. How do you feel like you can stay relevant? Has it been decades? Not necessarily you. It has. You have? How do you think it keeps... I've been doing it 20 years. It's weird. But I, I feel like 
you know, every job is my first. Mm -hmm. And I feel like a novice every time I start work. Like, I don't know how to do it. don't know if I can do it again. It's weird. So staying fresh is one way. But you don't yeah. stay fresh. You're just like, oh, I don't know if I can, you know. I mean, I read something and I'm like, oh, this is really good. I can't wait to play. Can't wait to play this. And then I start to, to do it. And it's like, you dream about it. There's all sorts of pressure. There's stress. There's, mm -hmm. you know. And then you're like, whoa, this is, this is hard. Or this is like, this is taking a lot out of me. You live a lucky life. Why is it lucky? Is this what you've always wanted to do? <laughs> when I was watching House of Yes, I was like, you know what? You In were like House years, of Yes! I was like, I'm going to have that girl ride a remote control skateboard with yeah. me one day. And here it is. Are you a daredevil? Not really. Sometimes. Were you a skater as a teenager? Yes. I dated skateboarders. Yes! What's I'm the floating. most? Uh, the what's most the craziest what? thing you've ever seen at a film festival? Oh, they're crazy now. Now there's like, uh, it's all merchandise, merching. Uh, you, you go into a room and the people are like throwing water bottles at you and hair products, and, and you become an advertising, a walking advertising down Main Street. Uh, but you know, I haven't been to a festival in a long time. I'm going to uh, Sundance this year, though. <laughs> <laughs> That's one way of stopping. Come this way. What's the craziest thing you ever did? You know, I've gone parasailing. Ah! <laughs> I, I'm not moving. Let me get on this. Uh... You just got a creep, yo. <laughs> no. Ah! Now we're getting in trouble. Finished! Oh! Well, no hard times. I really don't see the... Talent goes upstairs. I really don't see the big deal. Come on, you're giving us a hard time. It's so dumb. He has to have his rules. It's just American bullshit. This is the West Village, Patrick. It's very nice. What do you remember early New York? I lived in Chelsea for 13 years in the same apartment. It was a railroad flat. And you know, people are like, oh, New York's dead. It's not what it used to be. But I went out, my friend Rob turned 48 uh -huh. on Sunday night. And he said, oh, we have to go dancing at this place called Battle Him. And, okay, I guess you're gonna go, left. you're gonna, yeah, you're gonna go left. And it was so much fun. And it was like the old days, except the guys that were dancing, I noticed, they, they didn't move their hands up as much as the gays used to do. You uh -huh. know, it used to be like more of a fight. Like people were like, yeah. But then <laughs> now I was like, ah. Oh. Cause I was remembering the way I used That's to dance, best. you know? Yeah. and like. We would tell stories when we danced, you know, mm -hmm. with each other, and make each other laugh and, and all that. That's probably the main thing I remember is, is the fun, you know? Uh -huh. 
of, of, of that time and the expression, right? Mm-hmm. And the fight, the fight, the AIDS crisis and all that. Oh, yeah, that was intense. That was intense. And, yeah, it just felt, it felt more free and cheap. It was a lot cheaper. The first time I ever came to New York, I was 16, mm-hmm. and I was visiting my friends Tanya and Sasha, who I met at North Carolina School of the Arts, and we went to the uh, Corner Bistro, which is around here somewhere, and that was the first bar that I went to. And then there was a ping pong place called The Fat Cat, and uh, we played ping pong. And then you didn't come of- back for a long I came back when I was 18. 18, two years later. Yeah, but, you know, I knew that was, that this was the place that I had to live, like, definitely. I love the energy here, I love the people, I feel like it's, you know, it's kind of small town in a way. Like, Mm -hmm. I know I've been in the village, I was in the East Village and the West Village, and I just love how connected it is, you know. Did you ever try Los Angeles to live? I did, I did, right before I did Scream 3. I got a place for a few months by the Magic Hotel uh-huh. and up the hill there. And um, I don't know. I just wasn't... Every time I went to L.A., I it's would keep getting jobs that shot in New York. That's funny. Yeah. And so it just never was, was lucky for me, really. And it's not like, you know, oh, I hate L.A., but I really prefer New York because I like the freedom and... I just like the freedom, you know. Mm-hmm. And I am a, a really independent person, and I, I, I love acting, and I love what I do, but this makes me feel a little more independent from what I do. Yeah. You know? And I have my friends here, so. Your crew. Yeah, my crew. I was never good at, like, which I think you, you're good at, is, like, you're like a clan. You're part of a clan. Mm. You know, you were, like, 15 or 16, and you moved to New York, and mm-hmm. then you found yourself among this like group of, of people and like a tribe. Yeah. And then those people just kind of guided you and protected you and, and steered you into this um into this position that you're in now, mm-hmm. right? You never I, I like feeling that energy. I like feeling like yeah. My path has not been normal. I've never gotten any job that I really, really wanted. You know, things just fall out of the sky and I'm mm-hmm. I'm called to do something and you know, it's been it's been hard because you know you, I never know when my next job is going to come. But I, you know, my friends are like, yeah, but you have longevity, you know. But it, it it doesn't stop my like desire to want to play like better parts, more human parts, more mm-hmm. work with this director, and kind of the uh, despondency I've had because those the loss of those uh, storytellers yeah. and filmmakers. But I think, you know, Amazon and Netflix and you're going to veer left or turn, yeah. This is 6th Avenue. Joe's Pizza, the best pizza in New York. That's, is that a good location? Yeah, and they're open really late. Yeah, this one I remember going there a bunch. Mm-hmm. And there's the IFC over there. That's where my film opened. Really? Yeah, they're that's the ones amazing. that bought my film. Oh, that's so great. Yeah. This woman named Lizzie Nastro. I didn't even meet her yet, and she walked by me at the Mercer. She goes, good news. And I didn't know who she was. She goes, we bought your film, and walked off. Oh, I was like, wow. that's weird. I'm like, really? I'm yeah, like, that must have said felt... they bought my film. So they mm. go, it's true, it's IFC, that's the head. I was like, okay. 
Oh, that's great. When did that? When did it come out? Ten, two thousand ten. I got to do another one. I'm getting the itch. Yeah. What do you want to do? I don't know. That's the thing. Something that means a lot to me because it's. I remember that it took a year, and it's not. You know, it's like yeah. all in. Oh yeah. It's not sort of. That's I don't right. I want to do any sort of movie. I've had a few offers to do stuff like that, and I never yeah, did after. Yeah, it's gotta, it's gotta have meaning. It's gotta be like this is a year. Gravitas, a yeah, year. yeah. Being a, a famous person, my life has spread out so much. Like I can't go anywhere without having met someone before, or someone that knows a friend of mine. Yeah, I bet. So it's like instant connection. No matter where you could be in Romania oh, on a side street. Like, Oh, I've had someone come up to me and say that they've met my dad, that they sat next to my dad on the airplane. <laughs> <laughs> and had, like, the best conversation. That's a good burger joint. It's called Burger Joint. Nice. You have a twin brother. Yes, I do. I was in utero with someone else. That's awesome. Mm -hmm. And he came out first, three minutes. But I was, I was second. And I spent the first six weeks of my life in an incubator, but he got to go home. Uh -huh. But we're getting closer as, as we get older, which is good. You know, I think when we were little, we were really close. When you think of being a child and having someone your age, mm -hmm. you know, around you. Mm -hmm. Do you look alike or nothing alike? No, you know who he kind of looks like? Mm. Robbie Benson. Or <sighs> they called him Potsy in, in college from Happy Days. Oh, yeah. So, yeah. What would you consider a dream job right now? To play Dr. Smith and Lost in Space. Nice. Yes. And it was uh, one of my favorite shows as a kid, so I'm really <sighs> excited about it. And I think it's going to be, you know, it's family TV, so kids and grown-ups can watch it together. Nice. Yeah. That'll be pretty, pretty dreamy, wearing a space suit and... Looking at the stars, I've been watching The Cosmos. Did you see the remake of The Cosmos? No, we, I loved, yeah, we talked about it. I haven't um, seen it. Carl Sagan, you know. Is uh, Posey a real last name? Oh, yeah. It's your name. That's my name. My middle name is Christian. Yep. Um, I know, it totally sounds made up, but it's not. Um, coffee this way. Do you want to go? Yeah, is it close? Yeah. I know, I know. They're right here. <laughs> um, Theater versus film. Yeah, I think I did too many independent films to be embraced by the theater community here in New York, but I have done a few plays, and I, and I loved it. To repeat like the words of a great playwright over and over again every night, right? And the work is forced to, to go deeper. Yeah. So you really ground yourself and you also get more physical. So your body, you know, gets expressive. You can gesture more in theater and you, that, and you, can't, you can't really do that in film. And it's just a good feeling. Stage managers and other actors who've done plays, it's just, it feels like, you know, you're all in it together. And usually the, the actors love uh, good writing. You know, you can't be, if you're a bad theater actor, it's it's right. it's not fun, right? Is Parker a rat? Parker's a rat. Thank you. That was fun. Oh, yeah.
Thank you. Thank you. That I'll was I'll get fun. in touch with you as soon it. as I you can. Got my, you got my info. I got info. your deets. Thank you. Thanks for listening to my interview. If you want to watch the motion aspect of the show, again, it is at aninterview.tv. A-N-interview.tv. Thanks for listening.